Hey everybody, I'm Jimmy Owens. This is another episode of Behind the Unicorn. Don't forget to like, subscribe, ring the bell, and comment. Please give us some comments as we're looking to uh, connect with our audience and uh, connect with our guests. So give us any of the comments below. We really appreciate it. Uh, today our guest is Rachel Cockrell. That's right. Thanks for coming. Absolutely. What brings you here? I was just excited to hear what you guys are doing, and I love supporting local businesses. I feel like anybody who started something new, they obviously see something that could use a big change or something innovative, and yep. I like what you guys are doing. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you having interest in what we're doing, and uh, I hope our audience does as well. Um, we're really wanting to provide content that connects with the business owner and connects with just anybody that's out there that wants a life hack or um, just something they can do, you know, a little takeaway, you know? Absolutely. So, um, are you originally from Oklahoma? I am from Oklahoma. I grew up in Yukon. I moved to Enid. I've been in every small town okay. possible. So. All right. But then you also lived in California one time. I did. After I graduated from college, I completely appreciate my parents being so supportive, but then I was holding this piece of paper like, whoa, what do I do with an art degree? <laughs> yeah. So, um, art degree from where? Uh, I went, uh, I ended up getting my degree at UCO. I started out at OU, um, had plans to get my master's and my college professor slowly talked me out of that, a door open, and I ended up moving to California and I got into the film and television industry and Anything in the art department, set design, prop department was yeah. kind of my niche. That's so cool. I just learned that about you today when you arrived. So I know. I had no clue. I forget about it. It feels like so long ago. So You, didn't, you forgot about it until you walked in <laughs> oh. and you're like, oh, wow. Oh, cameras again. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So, um, you know, we're, I say we're a MacGyver around here. Um, so I would assume that you like... Um, tape and Velcro as much as I do. I probably own more tools than any guy I've ever met. It's embarrassing. Even in yeah. my small little apartment out there, I had a, a I had a little secret compartment with something in it for something. I could fix it all. <laughs> and for our audience, that is because she's behind the scenes taping stuff, taping cords, making sure people's not falling down. Something's not something's not working. You tape it or you Velcro it up if you can. One hundred percent. If I can fall yeah. over it, I trust yeah. me, I have. You will too. You're like, How's so. that curtain held up? Oh, I use tape. Magic. <laughs> it's movie magic, guys. Exactly. So that's not taped up there, but <laughs> that's a cable. <laughs> I was impressed. Yeah. Uh, what makes you a unicorn? That's a question that we ask everybody. I think coming from a background that so highly advocated your success rate being an accuracy and precision. I find that I really thrive on this very high tolerance for imperfections and making things work and being more of a problem solver now rather than coming in from the beginning and knowing how to fix it. Now I just come in and pick up the pieces. So, so this is going to be a five part show. This is going to be deep. <laughs> no, that's a great answer. Um, do you want to explain that a little more for us? Sure. So, you know, my early career was really taking somebody's ideas, their vision on a on a flat, very, you know, elementary 
profile and making it something bigger within these confines and restrictions of space and time and making it work and kind of elevating that into, okay, I, I feel like I've, I've mastered how to fix problems. How can I do this on a, on a larger level? How can I help people and how can I evolve this? And so it kind of led me into this journey of trying to figure out a niche of like how to incorporate this into real people's lives of, you know, I'm not just solving one person's problem of an edit or, you know, a scene. I can really do this and genuinely help people make a step forward that is impactful for them. For our audience, comment and let us know what you think Rachel actually mm. does today. We're going to give you five minutes. Timer starts now. Not really. All right. So what do you do today? So when I moved back to Oklahoma, I was looking for some kind of change and my naive brain thought, well, I will do real estate. I have an extensive knowledge of interior design, composition. I know about structure and I film. I, yeah. yeah I and I thought I'm going to get people into the perfect house and I get to help them by being a part of this very major journey of a very big life decision. Yep. And Anybody who's ever been in real estate or has bought a house or sold a house or knows someone who does will swiftly tell you that is not true. It's a very chaotic 30 days of getting finances, getting documents. And, you know, you think you're going to just go show pretty houses and just get to be the hero. And yeah, it's a the lot of throughs and you get to go 100%. Yeah, you get houses. Yeah. I was like, I've got this. I can do that. I'm yeah. great. And now I get to talk to people and be in the real world again. Yeah. And as it developed, I, I really kind of changed my narrative and realized it's not about getting people into houses. It's really figuring out their story and what their big why is and mm -hmm. what the trials and tribulations and what what the stopping point of getting them to that point really is. So yeah. as this kind of evolved, you know, years into my career, I realized I started to kind of shift and and really it was more finding a good fit for people, whether that's getting into the home or getting them down the right path or introducing them to the right people to get them where they needed to be, not necessarily the place they needed to be. So okay. So you're not a real estate. You're not a real estate agent. I am still an active real estate agent. My role has just kind of shifted a little bit, and really, I would say about 2019. I think a lot of people felt a shift in their lives. Sure. Things started changing. It was, um, you know, 2008 was the biggest shift in economy. I think I had been through as a young adult, but didn't really understand and it didn't really impact me personally to where this was something that I feel like a lot of people felt hard and you know even if their careers didn't change maybe their situation did working from home working remotely um, maybe they're getting paid differently I know a lot of people went from a w-2 employee to 99 and I just saw a lot of things happen and um, a lot of conversations started changing and, and what that looked like for their future so I think with that being said it really resonated with me and we had a lot of people from out of state moving here and I just kept hearing a lot of different stories and a lot of which honestly made me proud to be in Oklahoma and be mm -hmm. here at this time. Um, I think at one point they said 10% of everybody moving outside of the coast were moving to Oklahoma, which I thought was a pretty high statistic. And so I started asking people, you know, why? What, you know, you don't even have family here. What, what made this big decision? And of course, everybody has their reasonings, but I think that kind of made the jump of really finding this different niche of like, okay, it's not just, again, getting people into a house. It's trying to figure out a whole new life for them and how this journey goes and how we're gonna get this done. So it was interesting. Um, 
I'm a big advocate of small business. I feel like anybody who is willing to leave a successful career that they know and start something new, it's because there's innovation or efficiency or something, and I'm I'm intrigued. Yeah. And I, I came across a group of people that were doing something that I've just never heard of before. Almost, honestly, sounded a little too good to be true, and right. I felt like I wasn't even looking for a change at the time, and I just thought I want to. I want to be part of this. Like yeah. you guys are doing something really cool. I've never heard of people's lives are changing and no longer meet these certain box of qualifications yeah. or certain things that could allow them to make these changes and what was good for their family. So I kind of got on the other side of things and, um, still in real estate, but kind of on the back end of it yeah. now to where I can be a problem solver. I say I'm kind of like the the back pocket solution. Yeah. I might not be your first choice and that's okay. You know, if you can go a very traditional route and get to a place you need to be, that's great. Yeah. If there's a roadblock in the way, we're kind of that like, you know, resource of being able to get you to move forward when you thought your journey kind of stopped. Yeah. Well, before we get too far, I need to say thank you to Ally, Mar uh, Ally Medical Marketing for being our sponsor of this episode. Uh, thank you, guys. We couldn't uh, do the episode without you. Thanks. We're helping hospitals, clinics, and doctors train their staff and turn patient education into marketing. It's time to start letting your patients meet their physician before they meet their physician with Ally Medical Marketing. So let's tell them the name of your company and let's tell them what you do because sure. we haven't even told our audience what that is yet. I forgot. So, I yeah. get so excited sometimes. Yeah. Um, it's Front Porch Homes and we do non-traditional financing. Um, Tyler and Lacey that started this company about a year and a half before I got on board with them, uh, they both came from the finance world and they kind of saw this gap. Um, something missing and of course in 2019 all the lending laws started to change. Everything got a little weird and everybody was mm -hmm. uncomfortable and didn't really know how to foresee what the changes in the future. So everything got a little bit more difficult. And they both left their very respected fields and started this company um, because they saw people who could obviously pay for a mortgage. And, and in most cases, yeah. it, their mortgage is sometimes lower than what you're paying in rent. Well, we can pull the COVID card. I mean, COVID kind of messed it up did. a lot of people's credit. Right? It did. So yeah. I think of, you know, front mm -hmm. porch, I think of Maybe my credit's not the best. I need it. I'd like to get into a house. Self-employed. They helped help me get into a house. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that's what you guys do. You help someone with not the best credit, yep. right? Get yep. into a house. Self-employed. We have, you know, everybody has the right to write off yep. what they want in taxes. There's Everybody has a different yeah. story or a different reason why they can't quite check all the boxes off. So if and you can't, give her a call. We fill in the gap. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean... And go ahead if you want to tell me some more, though. About it's just something different that I've never yeah. been able to do before. And being on the other side of just getting really in real estate, you're just a facilitator of bad news, unfortunately. Again, you think it's going to be about pretty houses, and yeah. all it is is telling people, no, we can't do this, no, we can't do this, to where it's finally a solution where I get to be on the end of like, I get to help yeah. and actually save this. So, Which brings your story full circle. It she does. Was out Who knew? Filming, making all this, you know taping and velcroing things up and now she's taping and velcroing up people's lives to get into a home that's poetic right? I, I mean, love it that's what it is well you're, you made it sound so special you're a problem solver I guess so yeah so um, let's see episode sponsor we got that one out of the way um, I don't know where my other card is at oh no oh no um, I like food 
Oh, I love food. Yeah. So what was your favorite thing to eat in California? We just asked this yesterday, well, on a different episode, go find it, was Chanel uh, Riccio. Oh, so what was her it. answer? Uh-uh, I, I no. can't tell you. Oh, no, okay. Yeah, this is a uh, target research, we had a target market research. Okay, this is oh, kind of not what I would expect my own answer to be. The one thing I really what? miss. You expect okay, wait, your hold. own answer not to be the answer. The uh, one thing I miss is I did walk everywhere and I had my little fruit stand guy that was there every single morning that would, it was literally like a movie. It, she would toss me an apple, I'd bring him a cup of coffee, like your own little Seriously? two block community. It really was. Your, your little community yeah. of your few blocks were pretty special and you started to recognize the same people. Did you ever work that into one of those scenes that you were filming on? You know, on one of the sets? Oh, okay, this is guys, embarrassing. I can do the apple, apple toss and the coffee trade. It was, I kind of was considered an extra in some of these when mm -hmm. they need some like filler or they didn't yeah. hire enough extras and I would get a call from like my brother and being like, were you just, I was like, yes, you weren't That's supposed funny. to see me, but yes, I was. So I got somehow forced in front of the camera a few so times. So apple is your... I guess so. I, it wasn't even by choice. He just started throwing me an apple every day. So and now you like to eat apples. I guess. I'm not even asking. I don't even know how I caught it. But yeah, that was our thing. And it was great. <laughs> yeah, uh, somehow it worked. And so I would say... So you had a good experience getting an apple every day from, from somebody. What's that was favorite? now that I think about but it, a complete your, stranger. I think it was their favorite. That's probably your favorite experience in California. Okay, okay, fair <laughs> enough. What's your favorite food? Apples. I would say <laughs> um, everything is really based on like fresh produce. Okay, so the produce out there, guys. Mm -hmm. I can't even explain. Even when you walk by flowers, you're like, why is this so big? Oh, there's no bugs, and they don't have all the crazy weather we have. Mm -hmm. Of course. So everything is so fresh. I felt like. They're like there's um, in Koreatown, they have like the most amazing vegetable wraps and seafood okay. wraps. So I would say good. I was that your kind favorite? of well, now I feel pressure because, yes, there's a lot of favorites. You can I only have food. one. Oh, okay. Apples. <laughs> it's not apples. Uh, <laughs> fresh seafood. There's a really great boiling crab place where it's a line out the door. It's totally worth it. It's three okay. hours long, but they bring you bags of just fresh not crab. With, and Not with Uber Eats and stuff now. You just... I don't even know how it works now. Joking. I've been here for so I was like, oh gosh, I hope they still can get everything that I like got to enjoy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Things have changed. Um, Chanel's answer was the Mexican food. I was surprised by that because I actually feel like it's better. You know, you, they don't have queso out there. I didn't ask her, but I assumed that they didn't. No. In fact, when you would ask it, oh man, they were so nice. They would literally like go, oh, hot be, cheese. They would, like they would like, cheese or something. and they would heat it up on a plate. And I'm like, bless your heart. Thank you so much. Yeah, and they really just weird. like don't yeah. have queso. Yeah. And so, What's your favorite thing in Oklahoma to eat? <sighs> we have a, apples. A, it's apples is where it goes every time. Uh, pasta. Flips makes their own pasta. It's amazing. You yeah, can I've, go there. I've eaten the Flips. They're did you know? The Chesa Chesapeake area. Did you know that you can go and get a bag of their pre-cooked pasta for like $2 and take it home and make it with your own pasta? It's amazing. But they mm. make all of their pasta fresh. So. Oh, yeah. Homemade pasta. Yeah. So I feel like. like a lot to make by your own, on your own. And yeah, to me, I'm better. like, oh, this is healthier because it's handmade, right? Isn't that I how it goes? Know. I have no clue. Oh, I, I have to look it I'm up. I'm going to say it is. It is probably. It is. Yeah. 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 It is. Um, 
and just the food trucks. We we I feel like Oklahoma City is growing so much. It's gotten really cool, and they've really kind of catered to this whole like new wave. And the food trucks are so good, and yeah. they keep popping up. So I'll tell you why exciting. I hate food trucks. Why? They're loud. I think you're loud. <laughs> do they do they outshine you? <laughs> They're just loud. Like, like you know the generators, they drive me crazy. I'm like, it's worse than that's like a go to a concert of generators, and I'm supposed to yell over the generators and eat something. Oh man, no, I'm, that's all I'm gonna hear every time I'm at a yeah, food truck. It just sounds miserable. Oh, Sorry. Man. Anyways, I'm not a fan of food trucks. Okay, what's your favorite food here? Um, I don't have one. No, because you like it all. Yeah, I like. You just stick to apples. I'm not an apple fan. I like apple pie. Okay, I can get on board with that. I can definitely. (laughs) If that guy would have thrown me an apple pie, I don't know if that would have been better or worse, but it probably would have made me happier. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just ate some Thai food with my dad the other day. That was really good. Thai kitchen down the road. Um, But I don't really have a favorite food. I'm trying to get out of. Oh, this sounds good. Like trying to not eat with my feelings, you know. Oh, does that make sense? So it does. Yeah. We have a huge Vietnamese culture here, too, back mm-hmm. like when they had the refugees come. So my sister-in-law is Vietnamese, and she has introduced me to a whole new world of things that I feel comfortable now that even though I can't read what it is, at least I know what it is. Yeah. I've, I've tried to get a little bit more adventurous. I think as I've gotten older, I like barbecue quite a bit. Yeah. Give me some good barbecue. Yeah. That, that's very Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been to Clark's Clare? Yeah, this feels good. Yeah. Good, consistent. Yeah. yeah. You know what you're going to get. Um, we got any business hacks for our audience? Oh, man. Business hacks. Um, so my father-in-law used to say this. I've, I've known my husband for years and years and years. And my now father-in-law used to tell me, um, Never burn bridges. You never know which one you're going to have to cross again. So to me, that very much resonates with um, in this crazy, chaotic world that I live in. Everybody is very high emotion, very intense, and it can go a certain direction to, you know, stay kind, keep it calm and really work together. So don't burn bridges. We, it's a small circle out there and, yeah. you know, we're, we're there to lift each other up. So we say the world is small. It's just getting smaller. And Oklahoma is smaller. So yeah, you gotta do you gotta you have to do good work. So if you wanna go out there and scam people and take their money and it's run, hard. Then you and can do that, but you gotta keep doing it, it's gonna really suck. That's what I, I don't yeah. know if it's just getting older again or just recognizing like, gosh, everybody can make a decision on how to run their business. You can still have a really successful one going down this road or choosing this one. Yeah. So And you said getting older again. Have you been old before? Well, I have to tell you something. About two weeks ago, I was on the phone with somebody, and they were, it was it was a, a something I was filling out for an application or something, and they were like, "How old?" And I said, um, "I'm uh, 34." And John goes, "35." And I go, "What?" And I'm looking at my husband. And I go, "I'm 34." And he goes, "You're 35." I literally lost a year and didn't know it, and I've been t- I've been filling out every single you thing. Lost that a year, I, you didn't know. Yeah. No, I'm turning 36. I'm already You're about to be 36. Yes, I didn't and even you know where you were this. 34. Yes, I don't know what happened, but Do you apparently know where you I are am. Today? I'm pretty <laughs> sure. If I just keep saying Oklahoma enough, like Oklahoma, that's right, Oklahoma, right? Oklahoma. Yeah. So isn't that in a movie? I don't know. I guess that Rain is like Man? Rain Man Ryan. Isn't it Rain Man? Oklahoma, Oklahoma. My wife always says that. Anyways, 
I'm going to have to revert back to My that. My father-in-law will like this if he watches the episode. <laughs> well, anyway, so yes, I'm getting older, and apparently I'm older than I thought, so it's fine. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've been lying about my age for so long that maybe it's just not Are coming full circle. Are you really 36? I'm turning 36. So, I'm so 30... you're not even 36. <laughs> no. She doesn't even know how old she is. It's like a month away. What year were you born? 1986. Not a lot of people want to talk about their age. I, I It's not that I was trying to lie on purpose is the problem, yeah, but... Yeah. I used to lie up about my age when I was younger. I wanted people to take me seriously and think I had experience. So at a certain point, I was like, I think it was whenever I turned 30 that I was like, oh, I think I'm finally good with this age. I'll start telling people In the my comments, let us know how old you think she really is. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> In so the comments, I'm, we'll leave you how old you are today. Okay, so you can always fantastic. go back, look at the episode, oh. and we can get a couple of looks, you know, okay. looks at the episode. So. Uh, life hacks? Life hacks, business hacks. Life hacks. Um, be kind and open doors. I had a I had a client of mine that also was moving from out of state, and she had she she's been working remotely though for years, has traveled the country, and it was a referral, and I got to know her pretty well. And she landed in Oklahoma for no particular reason. It was. Texas, she had considered Georgia, Arkansas, and I said, why Oklahoma? I knew she was looking for a little space, something to, you know, yeah. leave a legacy. And she said it so it was so simple and so profound. She goes, Rachel, I when I visited, I stayed for two weeks. She goes, I've never had more people open a door for me. She goes, going to a restaurant, getting out of my car, she's like, every single person opened the door for me. I wow. just thought that was so kind, and that was the yeah. reason why. So thanks, Oklahoma, for being so kind to strangers, but that yeah. was her reason for moving On here. On social media lately, I've seen, you know, just people, obviously, I know I would be connected to them, um, like, oh, I guess there are nice people out there still. I'm like, there are nice people out there, you guys. They're everywhere. I know. There's, like, if you're not around nice people, then you probably need to you? change who you're around. <laughs> <laughs> They're everywhere. Agreed. You can't always, like, anyways, I'm like, where are you guys hanging out at? Um, granted, I mean, if someone gives your wallet back in a public place, they are right, but there's, anyways. Um, does front porch work out of state? Not currently. We so only um, in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. yep. Okay, but you help someone out of state. You yep. said we have a lot of people that move out of state. Moving here, their criteria doesn't okay. quite match because if they move out of state, they can't qualify unless they've had residency, and that's not a qualification that we need. So we've done a lot of out of state clients. So they're moving here, though. Mm -hmm. Okay, just curious. You you said that, and I, I didn't know. Um, any, I, I have to ask the business hack one more time. So any business hacks, the only reason I ask is because like there has to be something that you guys, like how do you connect with like you guys like CRMs? Like what's one of the favorite things that you do that you're like, this makes this process so easy? I would one. like to say that uh, organically, I feel like they've had a lot of success. When when I came on board, I asked them what they were doing. I was like, how, how are you guys even doing this? For In their first year, they moved over 200 people into homes for two individual people with starting up a business. That's a very large number. And yep. all of theirs was just talking to people. And uh, I hate, I'm about to say this. It, Facebook has, uh, social media has changed the world. And I was in this weird generation because I'm old. 
obviously, where when Facebook came out, it was truly like I was in college and I didn't really get it. And I remember visiting friends in different out of state colleges and being like, why are you on Facebook talking to someone who lives a block from you? And I'm visiting you and I'm just I I didn't get it. And I and I remember getting on there and I was like, okay, I like seeing people's kids and kind of catching up. And I didn't really get it. And then I realized how much it brought people together. And I feel like in, in an indie, any industry, um, you know, it's, it's a lot to step up and raise your hand and say, I want help with this. It's a soft touch where people can get information from other people going through the same things for experts where they don't really have to sign a form, but they get real advice from real people. And it's an amazing tool to connect people. And it took me until I was, how old am I? 35, until I was 35 to figure this out. I'm 35. Okay. Thank you guys. Okay. Okay. I'm scared to read the comments, but it's fine. Um, so really, (laughs) <laughs> Social media has just been a really amazing tool to connect people. And again, like in this time where like people were not connecting for a very long time, yep. it was just this really amazing thing to see how it worked. And like I said, we're not trying to force anything. We're not trying to sell anything. It was just a way for us to be like, hey, this is out there. You have to put there. it out there to get it back, right? You have to just yeah. educate. I think that's really what social media is. It's turned into the search engine. It's like, hey, where it can is. I find this? It's how can you educate people about what you're doing? And so if it's out there and they're wanting to learn about it or they didn't know it exists, I mean, that's where video production and just creating. It's amazing. It really is. uh, Consistent content, so. We have a new girl in our office. She's a little bit younger. And she was like, hey, you know, I've got her on Facebook. She's been posting and like really learning about the real estate side. She comes from a completely different field. She goes, what's Craigslist? And I was like, oh, that was that was Facebook before Facebook. I go, you can post things. Let's see how that goes. Actually, put something on Craigslist. Mm-hmm. Let's just see how it goes. Yeah. And I was laughing because I was like, man, I used to really use Craigslist. And, yeah. and now I was so scared of Facebook. But <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. I do like marketplace pretty pretty good. Um, it's dangerous. So follow up question. I have my theory. Do you think social media is dead? Is it dying? Where do you see it going? I would say I don't think it's dying. I think it's um, going in a direction sometimes that it used to worry me, which is why I think I always had my reservations because it's so influential and impactful to some people who use it for various different reasons but i don't think it is going away because like i said it's it's knowledge at your fingertips you know we have computers that fit in the size of our hands we can literally get any right. piece of information People it's amazing that computer, and like yeah. Yes. And so I think it's interesting that you get to talk to real people and ask real questions before you have to make a real decision where before you were just kind of left there out on your own without anybody, you know, being able to relate to these things. So I don't think it's going away. What about um, I mean, I feel like it's just I feel like it's just still getting started. Oh, I think it's endless. Yeah, it's not even. It's not going away anytime soon. No, and and if you think about it, we still had these platforms. They were just on a, a more private level. If you think about all these magazines and everything that we used to use prior to that, it's just all in one place now. Right. So it's yeah. just it's just easier to. Well, and as as time has gone on, you know, all of the functionality is starting to be there and troubleshooting and all that. People like they're just fixing all of it and making it all like more seamless better um, user experience. And so I think it's still just getting started. I think that's why it used to terrify me. We hired a girl and I was laughing because I was like, you know, I have this Facebook app on my phone that I never use. And I knew you worked at a 
at a place where I used to work. So I was like, God, do I know her? So I, I remember looking her up on Facebook and then I was like, I was really glad you got hired because I think I added you as a friend or commented on something. I don't even know what I did. I was pushing a lot of buttons and now we're friends on Facebook. So I'm really glad you work here. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, now it's just like, oh, now that you can see how it works and, and what it does, I think it's just like the tools are unlimited. What about video? How do you see the video helping companies? I think forward? it's. Do you think it's? I do. The same? I, no, I actually think it's a little. It's stepping it up a little bit because it's so much more interactive, and I think people can relate to that. It's not just these, you know, perfect still images of this expectations of what you think. I think videos make it relatable, comparable, and more entertaining, and something that you're more interested in getting involved in. Yeah, I think it builds that, takes down I mean, business-wise, no like trust factor really quick. I get to know you, yeah. and see what it is. And then I always like if it's a business owner or someone in sales, whoever's there is in the video. So then it's more relatable. But um, using models and stuff is good too. It just depends on I know. some other variables. So um, what keeps you up at night? Oh, um, I guess what keeps me up at night is, um, Math. oh gosh, of course <laughs> it does. It's just it's like joking. rambling these numbers around my head. It's like looking at colors that have shapes on them. I don't know. Colors that have shapes uh, on them. Um, I like this. Is I think it's just, you know, there's always this decision of like when you're growing a business and are you going the right direction and are you making the right decisions yeah. and everybody can grow their business differently and like how are you managing this and controlling it the way that you, you want to project it and what you're doing to impact people. How do you know you made it? Because sometimes I can go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. So um, you're like, I made it in business. I'm, ma I'm making it today because I went to sleep. And I'm not worried about that just today. I, I that think that's a little bit of what it is. Yeah. 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 Um, good answers. Good answers. Why do you do what you do? We've already asked. We've already answered this, but you know, give us, give us the answer. I, like I said, I always felt like I came from a helpful position and didn't really know how to help people other than like a monetary value or something that you're just accomplishing a task. And I feel like I do what I do because I really genuinely get to make an impact for somebody that maybe had no other options. Yeah. So it's a pretty awesome feeling. Are these people that come you know, to Front Porch, are they like, no way, like we really can get in a house? We really can? Are they like, they believe you or not believe you? At first, they don't. Oh, I didn't either, to be fair. I, okay. When I first had these conversations, I was looking for what's what's wrong with this situation because yeah. they we've all been told no so many times, and I've been in this industry for a short amount of time, seven years. But you know, I've I've been down this road enough to where like I know the limitations as well. So when finally yeah. somebody gets to say yes, I mean, it's a pretty impactful thing yeah. to get to do. Do you guys have something like okay? Well, this is where this is messing. This is where this went wrong. Right. Or the where maybe where you do you guys have like a system and process or something that they can flow to not have to go down that path? Honestly, again? most of the time they've already been down that path because they have yeah. spoke with somebody who's already told them no. And this is why. Yeah. And by the time that somebody by the time they get literally to our front door, it's OK. Let Great us tell you what porch. we do. I literally was going to say it and I was <laughs> not going to be as cliche as I have been, but you said it. So yeah. it's it's pretty much like this is what we get to do different. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, one or two things that you think our viewers should know. Sure. I think one of the things that took me a long time to learn is navigating conversations. And even if you can't fit their need, 
just guiding people and maybe you know somebody who does and getting them down the right path, even if it's not to benefit yourself. Sure, I like it. That's how we met. It was. That's exactly how we met. It truly is. I met with someone that is like, let me connect you with so-and-so. And then it was like a good big group of, well, hold on, if you don't know them, you need to know these guys or whatever. And so um, I think being able to step out and just do that, even with, with this, if it pops in your mind, and it's gonna help somebody do it. Yep. Right? Absolutely. And I feel like that's how we are we connected. Yep. Someone was being that nice. Yeah. And they were being like that outgoing. I agree. I, I'm gonna steal it from Ellen DeGeneres. Be kind and think about others. And usually that steps into improving your own life and your own path by connecting everybody. And then it comes full circle because like you said, Oklahoma is very small. Yeah. And then uh, Ellen, go ahead and step out from behind Thanks the curtains. Ellen. Thanks, Ellen. Come, Thanks, come on. Come on over. <laughs> I will get you on the next interview. We'll. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to add? No, no, this has been fantastic. I'm All really right. glad you invited us, and I see a box coming out. You have the box. Okay. Ooh. Unicorn Ooh. glasses. Okay. You gotta take a pair. Okay. Purple is my husband's favorite color. Oh, well, they're for him. Oh, gosh. He would. Oh, I instantly Those actually feel... look really good. They do? Yeah. Do I look my age now? I mean, 35 and a half. Yes. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for coming. Um, thanks to our sponsors. Thanks for watching. Comment below. Let's see uh, how old you think she is with and without the glasses, uh, how old I am all the time. And... Uh, Thanks again to our sponsor. So thanks a lot for coming, Rachel. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Camera. Throw it at the camera. Good job. <laughs>